Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Okay, hey everyone, we are here with another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. We're at Skankfest in Las Vegas. I'm here with Ralph Sutton, president of Gas Digital Networks. He's running this operation. He's having a good time. Thank you for joining me. I agree with the first part, running it. I don't know if I'm having a good time, but yes. Uh, and I would go with uh, president, no, but business partners. Me okay. and Lewis are, are co-owners, but we don't have the hierarchy structure of president or vice president. Are you president of Sheath? I'm the yeah CEO of yeah. Sheath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm running the show. I make all the decisions. You guys make right. the decisions together. Collaboratively, then? yeah. I would say that uh, we often disagree, but I'd say thankfully more often we agree. So it, it depends on on the thing, and we have like a deal with each other that if it's something that's going to cost the company over a thousand dollars, we have to have a discussion. Wow. Anything below that, we can get away with like making an impulse decision if we think it's the right thing for the company and discuss it later. Okay. Yeah. I don't ask anybody anything. If it's over $10,000, I, I do have a business partner, my brother, he's like 20% owner, shout out Matt. But, uh, I pretty much make all these decisions because it's on the fly and you, right. you know, very often it's on the fly and Lewis is hard to reach Yeah, and even harder to get a response out of. So, uh, there are times where I will just make those decisions. Uh, we actually were, were about to launch the, a new website, a new app, a new uh, uh, OTT platform. Like this whole thing, it took me months and I would say six months of, of trying to get the right company. And I didn't bring them along the ride at all until I'm like, look, I'm going to sign this deal tomorrow. You need to meet these people and make sure you're okay with it or we'll gotta, we got to find somebody else. And he met him. He's all right. We're fine. So let's go. What is this OTT? What is OTT that? over the top is a term in, in the uh, media industry for like Roku or the Samsung app mm -hmm. or anything that's coming to the television. Yes. They say OTT like over the top of the platform. So meaning like it's not part of Samsung. It's, it's an app running on top of the Samsung TV or a, a what is it? A Sling is another one. There's, they all have their own little programs that you can do to bring gas digital to any device that you're using. That'd be great. Cause I, I was just on louisck.com and mm -hmm. I wanted, you know, I watched that movie with Joe list that right. he made and, but I would have liked to have been able to do an app on my Apple TV. Or right. Whatever. That's a, that. So it's, it's been, I mean, I would say, Jesus, it's been six months and I probably met with five companies. Okay. And each time we get to the finish line it's like, Oh, you guys can't do audio. You left that out. We've been talking about that forever. Or, Oh, you oh can't God. do uh, whatever it is, you know, right. and then we'd have to stop. Or one company sent us a bill, like a, a proposal. I was I had an amount in my head that I'd say on the high end would be like the most we'd be willing to spend. And without saying numbers, it was about eight times that. Oh my God. You know, I was like, are you guys fucking serious right now? And so we just we wasted a lot of time. And I told them my budget ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And then they came in with an eight times the budget thinking we would just do it. Yeah. Yeah, sure, you get that shit all the time. You never, yeah, it's like, are you out of your mind? You have, uh, you've like, overstepped the limit i guess like some people need to come back down to earth right i did something so shitty though because they waste i felt like they wasted so much of my time oh my so God. i told them like a bunch of tweaks that i wanted say do all this and mm. resend me the submission and we'll see knowing i had no interest Hell i just yeah. wanted them to waste time like i've been wasting time so they did the whole thing came back to me two weeks later i said that's ah, too much that's hilarious <laughs> um i mean how did how did well real quick so gas digital network is the is your 
is the website where so here's how i look at it gas digital the company is a parent company for about four subsidiaries right there's gas digital network which is the 22 shows on our network 36 hours of entertainment every week uh we have a subscription plan for premium entertainment or content and all the shows go out with commercials to make a, sec a secondary revenue stream then there's podcast merch dot uh -huh. com which sells t-shirts hats mugs and shit like that there's nyc podcasting which does rentals which was just born out of the fact that we were spending so much time allowing people to rent and use our studios it just made sense to set up nyc podcasting the, the seo alone and at one point pre-pandemic we were paying our rent on rentals mm -hmm. you know it all lost we lost it all after the it's pandemic. like studio time like rappers used to rent a studio yeah exactly yeah. and when if you have 35 hours of entertainment that's a you know 24 hours a day seven days a week that's one snippet of it and we have two soon to be three studios so we'll have empty studio space there's no reason not to put natalie to work if there's no shows happening and then the fourth company we call the ad side which we was a name i just jokingly called it because we always referred to Am I out of frame now when I lean back or are we okay? Okay. Um, when you got to sell ads for not only shows on our network, but shows off network, mm -hmm. oh, that's an ad side question. Like not a, not a production question, it's an ad side question. So we call that company the ad side and we have everyone from, we were selling ads for Mike Tyson, for Barbara Corcoran. Bridget Fetessy, I know I Bridget got Fetessy, her you, yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and through then um, so we have maybe 20 shows off network and the 22 on. Same thing with podcast merch, we have probably 15 or 20 uh, merch uh, platforms that are off network and then podcasts that are on. And then that's just how the company happens. So Gas Digital is the parent, network, podcast merch, NYC podcasting, ad side. They all have their own people that kind of subsidiarily run those four uh, arms of Gas Digital. You're just raking in that dough. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes not. But, you know, podcast merch is not a moneymaker. The others I are bet. doing okay. You know? Yeah. Um, but the, I was thinking the behind the paywall side of Gas Digital is that you know part of what you were is that that's on the gas digital yeah, that's the guess. so that was our original concept you know so i both lewis and i were doing our own podcasts right mm -hmm. he had two actually i think he had three at the time he was doing an mma podcast called hammer fisting that is no more real ass podcast and legion of skanks i was just doing the sdr show but i was doing my radio show at the time and the idea i always thought of was my radio show was on 95 100 stations all medium size to small size but you put a hundred of them together, we had a half a million people listening every week. Damn. You can make good money Fuck that yeah. way. That's Any a, one of those yes. stations you can't live off of, but put a hundred together and you can make good money. So at the time, let's say SDR had, I don't know, 5,000 listeners. I'm just making it up. Mm -hmm. And Lewis's show, Rap, was about the same. Legion was on a, a contract with another network. I said, we should just do the network. Fuck yeah. Same, same idea, syndication, like-kind shows instead of like-kind stations and sell it as a package. Originally, we were going to do a, a, an actual lounge. We called it the pod, where podcasts would be broadcasting live and you can watch them and there'd be alcohol and stuff like that. And it would be a network. That was the original concept, but uh, space in New York City was too much. So we just dialed it back to just be a studio. Okay. And that, yeah, I was just wondering about the behind the paywall thing because you make most of the money off ads. We pay for ads on the yeah. network, and we pr and we've been sheath underwear. You guys know what the deal is. Um, I'm wearing them right now. Me too. And we're selling them out here. I appreciate all the love we've been getting. All the guys, like some guy, walked up to me right when I walked in. He was like, "Are you General Robert Patton?" And I was like, "Yes, I am." That's cool. That's awesome. I felt it made me feel good. So people know who we are. They know. I mean, who I am. I guess and. Um, you're 
broadcasting is working and helping getting our product out mm -hmm. into the masses. Cool, glad to, to hear. To the it. legion. To the, the legion of skanks. Um, yeah. So with regards to the paywall, when we started it, I think it's six years ago now, it could be wrong when the network first started. I wanna say it was 2015 or 2015, so almost seven years ago. Um, there wasn't a Patreon really. There wasn't these, now you know, Instagram allows you to do subscriptions, YouTube allows you to do subscriptions. Nobody was doing that seven years ago, right? And we had the idea of, let's let, at the time, 10 episodes, not 20, out for free. And then if you pay a subscription, you get access to all of them, you get access commercial free, you get access to live chat forums, HD video, and thought that would be a great way to augment, not only augment the, the, the uh, ad sales, but God forbid the shit hits the fan with an ad sale week, like COVID, amazingly, we were able to keep the doors open mm -hmm. because we can pay the bills. We're not rolling in the dough, but we could pay the bills on subscribers. Right. So as long as that happens, it gives us uh, the comfort and the ability to take chances sometimes because of the fact that we know we have that subscriber money coming in. When you were coming up with these, this idea to start this network, did, did you have any reservations? Did oh yeah, I mean, look, to be honest, I did not real realize how overwhelmingly occupying of my time it would be, okay. right? If we were to go back seven years ago, I, I honestly don't know if I would start the network, yeah. Uh, um, it just, it became, it is what it is. It started in my house. We had four shows, three of them were on a Monday, and mine was on Wednesday. So one day of the week sucked. One day of the week, there were people in my house. Yeah. You know, and that was it. And then the rest of it was fine. And then one day I came home on a date. We had 10 shows at that time. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. No one was supposed to be there. And I bring a first date girl home to 11 dudes in a room. She thought she was going to get gang raped for sure. And she did. No, but um, she, um, she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, guys, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, we decided to do an extra episode. I'm like, yeah, but you got to fucking tell me. The girl left, it ruined the date, and I called Lewis the next day and said, if we don't find a studio soon, I'm gonna have to shut it down. Cause they were doing things like, they would break things and not tell me. Instead mm -hmm. of saying, oops, I broke something. They One time, this is so crazy, they broke uh, the blinds in my studio, like two of the uh, slats, and they didn't throw it in the garbage because I'm OCD, they thought, oh, he's gonna look in the garbage. <laughs> so they hid it behind something and hoped I would never notice it. Yeah. You know, so things funny. like that is what we had to move to a studio. Probably not cleaning the toilet. Right. Shit. No, none of that. It was horrible. Yeah. Leaving the water running and then leaving. Yeah. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Because I was in a rush. How how much of a rush are you in that you can't turn off the fucking water? The fridge Crazy. doors open. Oh, drinking my alcohol. Like, I was like, dude, I know you finished uh, my vodka. You right. know, I, whatever. But so it did become, it is quite overwhelming. You know, yeah. just the day to day now. Because if you factor in not just staff, like, you know, the engineers, producers, whatever. And then with each facet has their own staff, the ad sales guys, the whatever. Then you have hosts. Mm -hmm. All in all, it's about 100 people. I was just about to ask. Yeah. Okay. If 10% of them have a problem a week, oh my God. that's 10 people a week. That's, that's probably a, lot a good of week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. Like when I, I was, um, and I don't mean to be so behind the curtain, but who gives a shit? I appreciate but it. I um, went away for two weeks. The Monday before the two weeks, we have an in-person meeting every, uh, the second week of every month. Every Monday we have a meeting. Second yeah. week of every month, you got to come in the studio. Everyone needs to have FaceTime with each nice. other because it's so Zoomy these days, right? Right, right. And I left, and I remember calling my brother and saying, "Wow, sometimes I leave feeling great 
at these meetings. There was like, everyone was in a good mood. There was like an creative ideas going back and forth. The place looked clean. I, I was like, this is great. I felt great. And I went away for two weeks. I came back two weeks later and four days in a row, four different grown men, and I'm not gonna say if they were hosts or whatever, called me crying, literally crying, wow. for different issues related to podcasts or, or merch or Gas Digital or an employee or a host. I was like, what the fuck happened? It was two weeks ago, everyone was happy. That's why I said you're the president, because I feel like they come to you. I don't know that they go to Lewis necessarily. I think they go to, Lewis is the more fun boss. Right. He's the more, he also is, no one is better on earth than Lewis at A, promotion and sales, like that whole thing, but B, rallying people. There's, I don't know, 3,000 people here that would assault a person right now if he, if he asked them fingers. to. Yeah. Go steal a, that gun, cop from that gun. All right, dude, and he go do it. That's what they, no one, Jay doesn't have that. Dave doesn't have that. You know, Dave. The, maybe Dave. Dave is fucking maybe going Dave. on a big But that's a people. different, it's a different animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? He's like, vote for me. Yeah, yeah, it's a different animal. But I'm saying no one rallies troops. These people who put in 70-hour work weeks. They're not doing it for me. They're doing it for him. Well, and he's and and he's traveling, doing shows, and yeah, you know, he and he's just, only getting bigger. Yeah, his, yeah. Uh, it's amazing to see his comedy growing along with the network. Yeah, Finned everyone tour. Yeah, him and Aaron I was, Berg. That I was, was great. just there in Colorado Springs. He came to see it, and that's yeah. He's that having the face. He's like he. I guess he's like the face of the network. He is. And most people just think that, which is not true, but that I'm the money guy, that I just yeah. put up the money and do nothing. Right. right. And if that's what they want to believe, that's fine. You yeah. know, but I, this whole network was started on nickels and dimes. You know, we didn't really, I built the first website. You know, I figured out how to build a studio. We did everything, uh, you know, Yourself. trial and error myself. And I built then the you computer. slowly kind of de yeah. delegated out and have experts that actually know what they're doing, redo it, make right. it better over right. the Right, that's years. why we're about to finally, the problem was funny, the problem with our website was that it was built on I mean, I don't mind saying it on WordPress, which is a free platform. Yeah. You know, sure, a lot of companies, but it's not made for what we're doing. What are you going to use now? Uh, we're having a whole thing custom built. Okay. You know, um, we just did this headless thing. I don't know if you've heard of headless, but no. we have Shopify, but headless, it has its own servers so that when you go to the website, it preloads all the other pages. So when, once they click to product, it's instant. So I, there is a lot of those that do that. The problem with those that you have to ask yourself, it's different with product pages. How often are they caching and loading to those servers? Because if we upload a show, and it's even if it's oh once an hour, yeah. those people are like, well, where the fuck is that show? The show ended an hour ago. Why is it not on the website? So that's the thing we've had a problem. There's a company also that does it called Cloudflare that we use. Mm -hmm. And we had to talk them into reducing the time that they reload the cache because it would piss people off. Yeah. So we have to, you have to know that when that show is uploaded, nobody's waiting an hour and a half for it to populate on their local servers. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I mean, as I deal with all this shit, I've self-taught everything. You know, I yeah. built my computers by watching, going to the school of Google and YouTube. You know? Yeah, we had to figure it all out as we went along. Am I yeah. right? Yeah, so I mean, we're both like entrepreneurs, I guess. Yeah. Is this your first company? I've I, yeah, I sold weed and stuff <laughs> like that back in the day. And Your first uh, legal company? Yeah, pretty That's much. Cool. No, How old um, are you? 
44. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I got out of the army and pretty much I had the army. I had the army. I had the idea when I was in Iraq on my second tour. Really? I, yeah. Because you had hot balls? Hot balls in the, in the desert. It does seem now that that's the go-to answer for a lot of underwear companies. They're all trying to do this. Yeah. I don't know if you, I think, I don't know if you were the first, but you certainly One seemed of the like we were the first. Yeah. Did you get a patent on it? But you We can't. are patented. I mean, it's pending still. And my, my attorney said it might be. 10 years is it a patent on the separation or yes. is it a patent so can you go after all these companies that are mocking it they're doing different levels like they have uh like i'm not trying to get in illegal battles okay. and I, competition is good it brings more awareness to uh, this type of style of underwear because like at first people were like like that's gay or something you know like mm. fucking well i was fucking the hole for the penis that is gay it is and it's but it feels good <laughs> i never put my hole for the penis not long enough i just say it's comfortable without that last yeah. step and my penis doesn't my soft penis it's a jew penis it doesn't it doesn't do that perfect and it, i started off, to hear that it started off as just a single pouch i you know i was i had some inspiration to add the dual pouch but i barely use the dual pouch right so. and it doesn't but honestly even no pouch, like I yeah. tell people just, you'll be comfortable in the underwear. It doesn't matter. You don't have to say, oh, I put my fucking balls, my balls to shrink up to my body. Just wear the underwear. It doesn't Thank fucking you. matter. It's comfortable. Thank you, Ralph Sutton. You're the man. Yeah. Just try them out, you know, whatever. And try, go listen to some of these podcasts. I feel like you guys get a bad rap for being like dirty comic or like a dirty comic network, but it's fucking funny. Not only, so here's the funny thing. They're, I forget, I don't, I don't want to plug them anyway, but one of these like uh websites that are big did a whole write-up on our network that we were an alt-right network um, right yeah and why well unfortunately or whatever you have you want to look at it at the time the top four or five shows were all hosted by mostly white dudes you know so even though lewis is puerto rican he's like half puerto rican uh, right um so the <laughs> legion was one of them part of the problem uh bisbing sdr and i forget which other one but say all five of them were hosted by white dudes right so like, ah, oh, it's an all alt-right network. So, bef so before we even go down the line further, let's start with Lewis Puerto Rican. Right. Uh, Dave and Jay are Jewish, or Ju Jay's half Jewish. I'm uh, Middle Eastern and Jewish, right? So my father's from uh, Syria and Jewish. But then we have shows on the network. So right there, we're already done. We're all mixed up. Right? I'm fucking all mixed up. Yeah. Right? No, but I then mean we have shows. At the time, we had a trans show. We had... Um, we have several shows hosted by black dudes. We have yeah. a couple of shows hosted by chicks. So how alt-right could we possibly be? It's not my fault that the top five shows were hosted by white dudes. That's just what happened. Yeah, because there's... How, how about the fact that the majority of people in America are white dudes or whatever? Is that true? I, I don't mean, think that is anymore. Is that true? Well, I don't right? even know, but it's a right. large population right. and probably a lot that listen to... I also think it's the, the, it's the largest population of podcast listeners. That's probably yeah. what it is right now for sure. And America also is the largest population of podcast listeners. My dad used to listen to talk radio, AM talk radio. Mm -hmm. So every time we went anywhere, we're listening to like Rush Limbaugh and mm -hmm. these different AM 640 radio shows in California. And so I just cared. Yeah, that's what it is. My dad lives to 1010 wins. That's all he listened to. Nothing else. Yeah. So it's, I love that now you, you can listen to when you want to. Yeah. You can be mowing the lawn or whatever. I do miss, if I'm being honest, there's nothing that compares to live no do-over radio with rules why because the rules put you on edge someone's coming in studio uh, 
Uh, Are they going to curse? Uh, is a caller going to curse? Am I going to have to hit the dump button? Okay. It only happens once. Makes it a little more exciting. A little more exciting. Is the, is the guest going to show up late and we have to retool the whole show? Right. Because that would happen sometimes too. Um, and whatever was said was heard once. Never again. So either you were there for it or you just had to hear about it after the fact. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I missed that. And they can't clip it and, and you can't, use it wasn't. It wasn't, didn't you. exist. Yeah. It's like, I, you're maybe too young to know who this band was. There's a very famous uh, 90s rock, like gothic rock band called Typo Negative, right? Okay. Yeah. No. And um, me and the singer were friendly, and he co hosted my radio show once, he came in high on something. And we started screaming and yelling at each other on air. He threw his headphones at me. He was a big dude. He's like my height, but like in really good shape. And he wanted to fight me. He's like, let's fucking go outside. <laughs> and this is all live on air. Nice. And that doesn't exist anymore. Right. No one can hear that again. Yeah. I wish I had it, but you'll never, that it just doesn't exist. And that part of it is what is, I miss that. I miss that live energy. So you were in like live radio then for yeah, how long? For uh, 18 years. Okay. And my show was on all over the country. For the first like 10 or 12 years, we were syndicated live, but then it became too expensive to do it live because uh, I don't want to bore you with it, but a certain satellite fell out of the sky and they introduced a new satellite and the leasing time was like five times as much. So we went to uh, digital delivery. Okay. But at the first 12 years was as it happened and no do-overs. You, I feel like you guys have started, not necessarily started the careers of some podcasters. But oh, yeah. I mean, Tim, Tim Dillon, Dillon. I'll use him as an and, Michael and Malice. Michael Malice. Uh, but Tim Dillon, which was wild, is I did a show. I think they're still around. They were a really popular podcast years ago called Keith and the Girl. Right? Okay. It was really big. I don't know if they still are. I haven't followed their careers, but it was like, oh, shit. Keith and the Girl was like one of the first big podcasts. And I did it, and some dude next to me is on it, and it's Tim Dillon. We had just started the network and we only had four shows and we were looking for a fifth. And I just loved his energy. Me too. After the show was done, we started talking food and we got on topics of some sandwich. I forgot what it was and it was right by my house. I said, come, I'll get you a sandwich and I want to show you our home studio. And as we're doing it, I called Lewis and said, dude, I think I found somebody that would be great <laughs> to do a podcast with. And he goes, oh, it's funny. I think I found somebody. No way. And I'm like, oh, well, this, it goes, Tim Dillon. He goes, it was Tim uh, Dillon. So we both indirectly met him around the same time and wanted to do a podcast with him. He's got that star energy. Oh, he's great. And he's also just like a really, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's I just saw dude. him in the green room. He gave me, he was like, Robert, he shook my hand, yeah. you know, gave a dab. And I, I mean, I'm kind of starstruck from everyone here. Oh, that's funny. But everyone, you know, so I don't, and I don't want to like overstep and be like, let's hang out. You but should I'm, respond when you see someone and say, look, man, I pay your fucking bills. That's a Show good some respect. Yeah. Bow down, motherfucker. Yeah, you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe spit on them. You know, let them know. I'll kick them in the shins. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so like all these people are here and like this yeah. event. The weird thing is this for me. I'm not a comic. Very obvious from this interview. And, um, I don't have the platform that these guys do. Like most of them start a podcast. Why? To sell something. You sheath underwear. Them seats at a venue. Mm -hmm. You know, me. It was for the love of doing shows. Honestly, I I love doing it. Also, continue. Yeah. But the question is, would you've even started it? 
if you weren't selling your underwear i you know? was doing them in 2012 that I'm, i mean i was just thinking about that this morning i feel like i've been doing it longer than a lot of these oh, other that's podcasters know, that's, cool. that's nice because and, but it, i mean it did stem from joe rogan you right. know and he's like you should do a podcast you should do it to all these other people mm -hmm. and it's an exercise in communication yeah for sure and you get to get to know someone you get to turn off your phone you know the whole drill yeah i agree but it's it's a different animal here for me you know, this is first and foremost a Legion of Skanks and Comedians podcast. And I'm very well aware of my place in the zeitgeist of that world. Mm -hmm. So I am ancillarily enjoying it. But I'm here, A, for like put out little fires here and there when there are. Because right off air, we were dealing with something, right? So that's what I'm really here for. And just to make sure there's nothing that's uh, irreparable damage that can happen. But I, I don't get the joy out of it as much as everyone else. I'm happy they are. I come from hosting rock festivals and things like that for years. And so I've been through this a million times. I'm just happy to see uh, my joy is watching everyone else have such a good time. This is the first time I'm staying for the whole show. Like I've been here from Friday to Monday where normally I just come in for a day and a half just to be make sure everything's fine. I don't I think people, I, I forgot that they had the day before event like night of, yeah, of comedy Thursday. Th yeah. exactly but also most of my staff came here tuesday or wednesday yeah you know and uh they'll all be here till tuesday or wednesday it's uh -huh. a week for them you know and i always i try to like i was carrying shirts and yearbooks and shit like that whatever needs to be done that's what i'll be here for exactly right? i'm not going up on stage i'm doing one sdr maybe and that's it well i mean the fact that you're willing to get down and dirty with your employees and work i think that t sends like a message that you know, like if I'm willing to do it, motherfucker, you better yeah. not. See when next time Lewis throws out the garbage. Am I right, Natalie? Yeah. See, you're not. You're humble. <laughs> you, you know, it, you're not like barking at them and giving orders from your office. And oh, I try. Them. Yeah. I. By the way, everybody, just like also, I think not so much anymore because I've been out of it. But for the first, let's say four years, I could do every job here as good, if not better, than everyone. Mm -hmm. I taught everyone how to use all the software. The, the, the also with the ad sales department, I came from syndicated radio ad sales. So I knew all the ad companies. I knew the bullshit that you have to deal with. Yeah. So we hel I helped with, with Robbie and Jimmy on how we set that up because I came from that background okay. in, in syndicated radio sales. Yeah, that's sales, not easy you know? to yeah, it's figure out. Yeah, same thing. We're, we deal with, at the time it was called TSL, time spent listening, the AQH, which is the, uh, the average quarter hour listenerships and all these things that ad sales guys give a fuck about. So we would curtail our presentation packages to speak that language because podcasting was so new. And actually the first, most of the first ad sales came as added value to the SDR, to, to my radio show, the tour bots at the time. I said, hey, put in an extra 10% and we'll throw you on the podcast network. That's how we started getting ads originally. Yeah. You know? So I knew how to do all of it, build all the computers, do all that shit. But I would say now like Natalie's definitely better engineer than I am. Most of them are better podcast producers than I am. but. I wanted to be able to do everything so I could say, I know how to do your job. When I ran a restaurant, which I did for four years, I started by going to cooking school. Then I did every job. I was a bus boy. I was a line cook. I fucking hosted, I bartended. So that when I finally was in full manager mode, I was like, yeah, I can do your job. I may not do it as well as you, but I, can, I know what's involved. And having that knowledge just helps you be better at running the thing. 
I, I mean, like when you were a young boy type thing, did you have like a, this type of aspiration? What were you? No, well, I always wanted to be in entertainment. Yeah, I was. I wanted to do radio. That okay. was my goal. Nice. Very, very young. Yeah. Um, or like hosting. I remember uh, when I was really young, I was watching Regis Feldman. Yeah. And he said he always knew he was kind of funny. He was uh, could talk to people, but he didn't want to be a comedian. He didn't know where his. Uh, wheelhouse was he, he was, was but funny I, and he, he was funny <laughs> yeah but he was a great host you yeah. know so i remember hearing that when i was like 12 i was like i want to fucking be a host you know so that's where that came from and i wanted even, to i wanted to be in the nba did you <laughs> yeah well that's why i talk about that a lot in my health show which is that the best thing in the world which happens for maybe less than one percent of the people is that your passion what you're good at and what you make money at usually are three different things if they all align that's unbelievable but if you are crazy passionate about basketball and you're really good at it but you're five two yeah you're never gonna make money at it because that's just the reality of it you i know? was really passionate but i also was not very good at it but <laughs> so, here's the thing that was interesting and i tell uh like I had to work so hard just to like be average, just to make the B team mm -hmm. that I felt, I feel like I developed this, developed this very strong work ethic that then carried over into mm -hmm. like careers. I went into army and, I, and even in the army I had, you know, I'm a short average white dude, but I pushed that myself. should be the name of this festival, by the way. <laughs> I'll be the star. I'll be the, whatever I'm representing the people, but um you know it carried over into the army and then now i'm doing this and i'm the, i feel like i'm the hardest worker right yeah i don't feel like so also i'm older now you know i would say like when we first opened i was first in last out for that first two or three years of the uh network it's not the case anymore i'm i don't want to say burned out but like i just needed to take a step back to start appreciating it again because i felt like it was i was living and breathing it a bit too much for a bit too long and the past like uh, year, I slowly trickled out a little bit, and I'm going to start trickling back in. I just I needed a break, or I wasn't going to be the kind of person that I wanted to be at work, so I needed to take a step. Yeah, back. I mean, I'm on sober October right now, but sometimes I'll like take mushrooms, and it will like that's when I you take the time to sit back, or it just kind of happens, and you kind of realize all the shit that's happened because i never stopped to t appreciate how oh, far I appreciate, we've come. I, again you should i live and breathe with the idea of living in the moment and appreciating i laugh to myself almost daily about how fucking lucky i am right nice. now you know yeah. that this entire network is created by us spewing shit out of our mouths and right. that's how we're all it's funding ourselves and the fact that we're here or that whatever it is i truly every day take time to be realize how lucky I am, right? Do you do you like prepare write you know for any of your shows? SDR, yeah. well, both of my I'm, shows, I over I over prepare for everything. Okay, right? uh, okay. So SDR, like in fact, uh, this uh, uh, I don't know how how much time. We're yeah, in, I was right? gonna ask, but I didn't. Oh, wanna... We got like 10, 10 more. Okay, so. perfect. Um, we had a show that I prepped for two months, uh -huh. right? Which was there's a there's a dude at Legion of Skanks. He's a, he works for Gas Digital. He's a social media for Gas Digital. He's a twenty five year old. How was he? 23-year-old virgin, right? Oh, no. And I said, well, this would be fucking hilarious. It's Vegas, land of escorts. Let's do a dating game, but we'll hire three escorts, but run it like a real dating game, and he gets laid at Skankfest. Fuck yeah. Right? Hilarious to me, right? <laughs> and, and doing a good deed, right? Yeah. So it works on both levels, and we'll film him 
walking into his room, and then we'll film the girl leaving whenever it ends. And then, pleasured. You know, and, and I'm sure she's not pleasured, but whatever. Finished, right? I'm just joking. Uh, money, money acquired. But um, the word got out uh, that we were doing it, and then Dad Meat decided they're going to do a Find Him True Love episode, which is adjacent idea, but fine. And then on the Thursday night Legion of Skanks, I wasn't there. I don't know how it happened, but they got him. Somehow it came up that we were doing that. And Lewis decided to ruin the bit by getting him blown at Legion of Skanks. No right? way. So my two or three months of Jesus. prep work went out the window. And now we don't know what we're going to do on Sunday. Like, I have nothing prepped. Like, when a band comes in, I do eight hours, ten hours of prep. You know, like any what? show that we Can, do. Like, Tell me what, like, what do you research on? I watch. I like to watch interviews from the most recent, mm -hmm. and then watch the beginning to see how their brains have changed. Right? I'll read if there's a book they put out. I'll listen to listen when I run. I'll listen to the whole book. Um, then I will uh, watch whatever their their newest albums or really, and then start figuring out what could be a, a unique question or an interesting avenue that hasn't been beaten to death a million times. Or if there's a story that I never heard, even if it was a well-mandated story like a well-covered story if i don't know it and i'm a fan i imagine i'm not the only one that doesn't know it so then we'll go down those paths and not know where it goes but i usually have like a cheat sheet of about 20 topics mm -hmm. that i may not get to all of them right but i put them in the hierarchy of what i want to do okay excuse me and i'll nudge it around as we're live because yeah. i just use my like my app and just switch it around but i try to a really listen to what they're saying and B, show the artist, oh, I care that you're actually fucking coming in. Yeah. I'm not just phoning it in. And I've had so many, you know, musicians tell me that, you know, they've done interviews where they, they could tell they were just doing it for the name or yeah. doing it for the get as opposed to doing it because you want to actually care, you yeah. know? So that's, I put I, so much time into my fucking Yeah, shows. see, I need to do better. I, I watched that show Hot Ones, you know. Yeah, where oh, you, they do a lot of research. I know, and I'm like, I'm fucking, I do kind of sometimes just walk in. I mean, I was texting Robbie 20 minutes before here like you had any questions <laughs> oh, for ralph funny. and yeah. ask robbie says ask ralph why he's such a dick uh, um, then also what's funny which has been an amazing so i want to do better but continue uh, a treasure trove of interesting things is reading the comments on youtube on their popular videos very often like a childhood friend comments i knew this kid in high school this kid took a bowling class with me or whatever the fuck it is and i'll make notes of that and i'll bring that up and they'll be like, how the fuck do you know that? Nice. Like, that happens a lot. Like, I had a guy on, I said that about, oh, are you still into bowling? He's uh, like, what? Like, how did you know that? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. See, I need, I need to do better, but like, I'm running a company. Yeah. Oh, I know. I usually will set a day aside, you know, a few days before of each episode to put it all together. Damn, the crowd's roaring down yeah. there. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I don't know what that's for. I can't tell. Yeah. We, we'll we'll wrap it up here yeah. in uh, just a second, I guess. I was going to say this last couple things so you're running you know how yeah. how much are you running um right now i'm up to pre-marathon pre-half marathon Shut sorry up. um training which is a six and eight and a ten three days a week nice and then my i'm doing my half marathon a week from today in iceland um i'm nice. running my first international half and if it goes well my goal is to do four half marathons next year in four different countries that's my Fuck goal yeah that sounds that might, that's and I, a when it started from me just getting after my pop passed about seven years ago, I gained 80 pounds just okay. out of misery eating right. and just depression for various reasons. And then nothing like uh, tons of SDR and gas digital fans calling you a fat fuck for months. 
to inspire you to say, all right, it's time to fucking start losing weight. I don't know if you've seen this video we just put out for it's a creating awareness for men's mental health. But mm -hmm. this dude flew to Greenland, which is really Iceland. Cause yeah, they, they did that. The Vikings did that. You exact, know, they, they swiped yeah, the names. Yeah, smart. Yeah. And uh, he jumped off an iceberg into 28 degrees cold water. How could it be 28 degrees? Because of the salt. Oh, salt. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. 28. I know. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I asked the same thing. That's right. Thing. No, fresh is 32. Right. I know. Right. Yeah. And uh, he swims to the bottom of the iceberg, mm -hmm. like does this basically is holding. It. We'll clip this in if you guys can send me this. Mm -hmm. But it's fucking amazing. And did you think they weren't going to send you your own audio? I was going to hope so. <laughs> and the video and. <laughs> Yeah, right. You're just going to put it in a drawer. But, you know, it's creating, you were saying depression yeah. from your dad dying and stuff. And um, there's a lot of guys, probably a lot of the guys down here, you know, here for comedy to help. Oh, yeah. With whatever. Deal I with. only think in the past five years has it been okay for, and I hate to be so uh, non gender neutral, but for dudes to be like, you, you know, you were always taught, suck it up and get out there, you know, and just deal with it. Right. Be a man. Sorry, right. You know. mm -hmm. But in the past, like, five years, I've seen it where it's okay to say, oh, shit, I'm not really feeling it. Jay's openly takes antidepressants, nice. uh, you know. I think it's bizarre how we don't realize how food, physical, and mental, all three of those components are interconnected. The fact that we don't think that our mental health and physical health are deeply entwined and what we put in our body and how we treat it is deeply connected to our mental health it fucking boggles my mind that people don't realize it you know and i knew it i allowed myself to just be miserable for a while because i i think it's, by hiding it is worse mm -hmm. so just embrace it and be miserable um but it just fucking it upsets me when you see people and it's weird like right i was just talking about this last night with dante and godfrey right that Lizzo is embraced as being brave as opposed to saying, hey, okay, you should love yourself, but there's something wrong here. You're not you know, healthy. You're not healthy. Whereas, but they'll call her beautiful and brave, where the dude that's coming to do um, Jerry, um, Justin Long, uh, what's his name? Ryan, Ryan Long's Long. podcast uh, today, Jelly Roll, who's been on SDR, and I fucking love it, Jelly Roll. Rapper, singer, phenomenal. He's equally overweight, and no one calls him brave. Uh -huh. You know, so why why does that happen? No one's calling a fat dude brave, right? But they're calling fat girls brave because right? yeah, it's just the stigma against men. We're like the patriarchal yeah, exactly. and all this exactly. bullshit. So yeah. I think that we all need to look. If we're doing shit that is not good for our bodies, you're doing it because also it's not good for your brain, and you need to fucking try and change it. And the two books I recommend to everybody all the time is uh, Atomic Habits. And I'm reading that. It's a great one. Yeah. And then read Chatter. Chatter is the Chatter. one that I would say everyone I told to read it has called me afterward and said, fucking thank you. Wow. Chatter is an amazing one. I'm going to read was, that. We had him on our on my Good Sugar podcast. And uh, it's it's what I like about Chatter more than any of these others. It's a, it's a doctor with peer-reviewed testing to back up every single thing he says where Atomic Habits, it's great, but it is kind of anecdotal. You yeah. know? This is peer-reviewed, blind studies, proving why these things work. Shatter. And okay. it's, it's, I can't say enough good things about that book. I'm having my team read Atomic Habits. We read one chapter a week, and on our Monday meetings, we go over the chapter, and then we start our meeting. I really want to thank you for your time. Thank you There's for having lot, me. Yeah, this was Thanks so fun. Thanks for supporting my testicle and penis for all these years. And thank you for helping us get the word out. Ralph Sutton, ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. Thank you. We'll be back with another one. Ryan Long is next, and uh, we'll see you next week. 
Peace. Thank you, sir. <laughs>